Welcome to the latest podcast for the Aberdeen Global Premier Properties Fund, ticker symbol AWP. I'm Mike Taggart, Aberdeen's U.S. Closed-End Fund Specialist. Today we have Bill Pekowitz, a member of Aberdeen's Real Assets Investment Team and a Portfolio Manager on AWP. Bill, thank you for joining us today. No problem, Mike. Glad to be here. Bill, the news on commercial real estate has been pretty bad and causes many investors to balk at the notion of investing in anything related to property or real estate. But really, the news paints with broad strokes, right? And performance was actually good last year. So what's been going on and why should investors put money to work in a global properties fund like AWP right now? Yeah, Mike, you know, um, it feels like headlines around the demise of commercial real estate have really been all the rage since the start of the pandemic in 2020. Um, meanwhile, you know, performance of the fund and the sector has basically actually been flat since that time. Well, uh, there was a big sell-off in 2020 as the world shut down and no one was ever going to congregate in groups again. We had a really strong rally um, in 2021 as the world reopened. People started to reemerge and they were traveling they were shopping, they were dining out. Um, and then, you know, 2022 came along and inflation really picked up. There was a spike in interest rates and that led to a, a sharp drop in the sector. And then last year, uh, you know, in 2023, we had a lot of volatility in the market, but we were still able to put up kind of, you know, low teen kind of returns like you talked about as, um, you know, people kind of got more comfortable with the pace of economic growth and maybe the rate outlook going forward. Um, you know, what I think should be highlighted in these concerns around the sector is that, um, you know, we've seen a wide discrepancy in terms of performance between different segments of the real estate market. Right, because commercial real estate's just one sliver of the broader overall market, right? That you can invest in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so when, you know, when we're talking about commercial real estate, um, that includes things like offices. It includes malls, uh, shopping centers, apartments, uh, data centers, industrial warehouses, um, cell towers. You know, it, there's a wide, range of things. And so what we've seen is, you know, there is a lot of weakness in the office market, you know, and that we think is really, there's, be honest with you, there is too much office space, too much commodity office space, which is, you know, under amenitized, it's older space, it may not be as well located, you know, employees don't want to be in that space. And therefore, the tenants also are looking to move out of that space into better space. And so that's causing a lot of stress in the office market. And that's where you're seeing a lot of these defaults and a lot of those negative headlines. At the same time, we have other segments of the real estate market that are actually quite strong. You know, you look at data centers as a area, um, you know, they are the big beneficiary of cloud computing and the growth of cloud storage. And now on top of that, they are the big beneficiary from artificial intelligence. And all of that development and creation that everyone is very much excited about relies on a great increase in the amount of just computing capacity and where these things are located. Well, that's driving now a data center operator 
their uh, landlords, they're able to increase rents and see double-digit rental increases. Similarly, the industrial warehouse space, as you know, the global supply chain gets re uh, gets restructured. We're seeing a demand for space there. Again, those landlords, they're able to see rental increases. The value of their property is going up. And then I'd say lastly, like the last sector where we're really excited right now is in the healthcare space. We look at an aging demographic globally. We look at um, you know the leading edge of the baby boomers are approaching their 80s. As that happens, unfortunately, that requires more care um, and, and more, you know, more medical care, more, more, um, more assistance. That's going to drive significant increase in demand for, for things like skilled nursing and for senior housing. So those property types now, we're starting to see those landlords start to see, again, double digit uh, increases in rents. So those are areas of the market where we think you're seeing value creation in real estate versus other parts of the real estate market, which just, you know, have problems like we talked about in office. So you mentioned uh, industrial REITs. So the fund has nearly 20% of the portfolio invested in industrial REITs. What exactly are those? And, you know, why should investors be excited about their prospects? So, so I, I would say the industrial sector it's effectively the backbone of the global economy. These are the warehouses where goods are manufactured and the locations where uh, you know, goods are stored and will travel through as they move from production to their end user and, and to the consumer. Um, you know, we've had this large overweight position in the sector for some time. Due to our belief that the growth of e-commerce and the need for faster delivery time increases the need to improve and reinvest the supply chain uh, globally. This is going to be just a big beneficiary to the owners of warehouses. Um, you know, an example of that is our research has looked into this and said e-commerce, which everyone is uh, much more involved in, and you see just from the number of Amazon packages that come to your house, um, every day, you know, you look at that, a e-commerce transaction requires two and a half to three times more space than a traditional retail um, sale would require in terms of storage. Because in, in, in a traditional retail environment, there would be a pallet of goods, it comes through your warehouse, and then it moves from there to a store which is where it gets broken up and a consumer would go to go and buy it. In e-commerce, you have to break up that pallet of goods inside the warehouse to ship it out to the individual. And then also, you have to be able to take returns back to you in that warehouse, which also requires more space. And so because of that, that's a big beneficiary to the, to the warehouse space. You know, another big factor that we think industrial warehouses are going to benefit from is the trend to nearshoring. Um, and this trend is really becoming more important because of the bottlenecks and disruptions that have emerged in the supply chain from the geopolitical risks that we see in China, in the Red Sea, um, you know, the war in Ukraine. All of these have kind of just put greater strain on, on the movement of goods throughout uh, the global economy. 
And so because of that, we think markets like Mexico, markets in Central Europe, which can serve some developed markets in the U.S. and in Western Europe, those markets are now going to be used as nearshoring locations. And with that, we're seeing considerable increase in demand for space there. And we think that is going to be a big beneficiary for the landlords who own that real estate. So, Bill, I, I want to go back here because of our earlier discussion, how we started this off. But, you know, I noticed about 5% of the portfolio is in office REITs. And why is that given the risks? In the annual report, it seemed that most of these were uh, just in three countries, the U.S., France, and Japan. But is there any light you can shed on this, given your earlier comments? Yeah. So, so I think, first off, I'd say you know, that 5% position that we have in the portfolio in office, um, you know, that is a um, that's below the index weight. So we are clearly indicating that we're not indicating that we have a belief that all is going to be good in office and that there's a recovery there. That said, we've identified, we think, a select case of best in class landlords who own class A properties in A plus plus locations, you know, things like Think like Park Avenue in New York City, right close to Grand Central. Um, think of London's West End. And some of these properties we think are trading at 40 to 50% discounts to the value of the underlying real estate. So we think, therefore, on a risk-adjusted basis, these companies uh, have already priced in the majority of the potential downside that we see in, in the office market. And... Like I said earlier, you know, we think that a lot of the problems in office are in the more commodity type space that their landlords have not spent capital on and have not been improving. So the tenants will move out of those locations into these better locations and these better properties. And so therefore, we think, you know, the the amount of value degradation that has occurred has probably been overdone in some of those cases. So because of that, um, you know, that's the reason why the the few, you know, the few of the names that we're in uh, are from there. The other thing is, I think, you know, real estate is a very local market uh, situation. And so with a broad brush, we could say office is a difficult property type. We could look at other select markets and things are not as bad. So we look at Japan. Um, the office market there does not have the same level of oversupply that we're seeing in a lot of the Western cities. Also, the utilization of the space is much higher. Their employees are back in the office five days a week. Uh, the, the culture is just to be in the office much more. So there's not as much of a push to uh, give up space by by potential tenants. Therefore, you know, we think some of these Japanese landlords, they still can provide an attractive risk-adjusted return to us as uh, as shareholders. Well, thank you, Bill, for that update on AWP. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. No problem. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. There are three convenient ways to learn more about AWP. On the Internet, visit abrdnawp.com. Email us at investor.relations at abrdn.com or give us a call at 1-800-522-5465. I'm Mike Taggart of Aberdeen. Thank you for listening.
This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.